Okay, welcome everybody to Hype tonight. Um, we are continuing in our series, What is the Gospel? It's a beautiful night, isn't it? Isn't it way warmer than last week? So cold, they had to go inside. Oh, so much nicer this week. Thank you, though, for coming out to Hype. Welcome. If you don't know me, my name is Kent, and I am the youth and college pastor here at Crosspoint. Now, I, as, as we close our series of What is the Gospel?, we went over the acronym, right? Tonight's going to be about something uh, practical of what do we do now with what we've learned. So I kind of want to set this lesson up with a story, a hypothetical, per se. Let's say that there is such a thing called a golden homework pass, that you, your friend has obtained this homework pass, which means in any homework assignment that you're assigned, you just show the teacher this golden homework pass, and they give you an automatic A+, you don't have to do it. Projects, homework sheets, assignments, there's this golden pass that gets you out of any homework. You still have to take tests, but it gets you out of any homework, and it automatically gives you an A+. Who would want something like that? Everybody, right? It'd be like a dream come true for some students. You'd have more time on your hands. You wouldn't be stressed out over, like, big projects. You'd be able to do whatever you want instead of doing homework when you get home, right? Yeah. Let's say there was two of these magic golden passes that you could uh, use, and your friend has both of them. Your best friend has two of these passes, and you would beg and you would think that he or she would give you that second golden pass. But what if I told you that your friend held on to that second pass, never gave it to you, and kept it for herself or himself? What, what would you describe that? How would that make you feel? You'd be, boo. Yeah. How would it make you feel if your best friend, you had this golden homework pass, and you had an opportunity to get one, but they kept both of them for themselves? How would that make you feel? Sad? Betrayed, maybe? Would, it make, would you be angry at them a little bit? Yeah. To never have to do homework for that whole year. The whole year. Oh, yeah, this is a whole year's worth. I would be a little upset. Yeah. What would you call them? What would be some words that you would describe your best friend for keeping both of those homework passes? Mean? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't do that. It doesn't. Yeah, but it's only for that year, and she has both of them. It doesn't do her any good to keep both of them. It's just being selfish, right? We would, we would label that as selfish, right? For example, if, if Kylie had two homework passes, didn't give one to Renee, Renee's like, you're selfish. Why are you going to give me one, Right? Because here's the thing, it, it wouldn't make sense. They already have one, right? And it's only for that year. Why would they not give you the other one? Well, this exact same kind of scenario of being selfish and not giving someone else a gift that would benefit them or would make life easier for them or save them stress and despair, maybe, with some projects you don't know. We would call them selfish, but this exact same thing occurs when you've received the truth of the gospel, when you understand 
that Jesus Christ died for your sins and you don't share it with the friends around you. You don't share this knowledge of how to receive eternal life that we talked about, how to avoid the wrath of God, how to have a right relationship with God. You hold it for yourself and you don't share it with others. Now you're the friend with the golden pass that doesn't give your best friend the other one. You're the friend now that is selfish with the knowledge of eternal life. Now, you might be thinking, Kent, we just finished this acronym last week. Um, Why are we still talking about this? Well, before we move on, can anyone recite the gospel acronym that we've been going over the last three weeks? Anybody? The G-O-S-P-E-L acronym? Yes, what does each letter stand for? Anybody remember? God, our sin, paying everyone life. So we have this beautiful truth of God, the creator of the universe, loving us despite our sin and sending a sacrifice for our sin so that way we can have life. Now what we're talking about tonight and what we're going to be kind of acting out because there's a reason why I have four chairs up here. We're going to be doing some drills, some activities of how to share the gospel. It's what do I do with the gospel now? How do I live out the gospel practically. So, first step, and how to live out the gospel practically, um, a, a first thing would be to believe in it. You understand it. You have this knowledge. You've learned about it. It makes sense to you, hopefully. If not, then I did a poor job at teaching you the last three weeks. Hopefully, it makes sense to you. The first step is to believe in it and trust in it, to act upon what you have received. Think about it this way. If I have Mr. Hantak as a teacher in chemistry and I learn uh, an aspect of chemistry, what, what's, what's a basic aspect of chemistry? Periodic table. If I've learned the periodic table, he gives me the table to memorize. I learn it. I know hydrogen is one. Helium is two. Carbon is three. No. What's three? Ah, lithium is three. Yeah. So, but you, lo- you know it and you learn it, but on the test, you, you don't study the night before. You don't apply your knowledge to the test and you bomb it and you get an F. We would say you did not apply the knowledge that you have received and the teaching from your teacher, you did not apply it and therefore your result is an F, right? So the first step And what do I do now with the gospel is you have to believe in it. You have to trust in it. Because without that aspect of belief and trusting in Jesus, the knowledge that you have received over the last three weeks is no good to you. Until you act upon it and you trust Jesus, you ask him into your life, you ask for forgiveness for your sins, and you trust in his sacrifice to cover your sins to have a right relationship with God. That's step number one. If you haven't done that, you need to do that. Second step is if you have done that, is to share it. Share the gospel. It's like that golden pass. I have something that is going to help someone else out. It's going to give them uh, ease of, of their schoolwork for the next year according to their homework. 
but I'm keeping it to myself. I have the gospel, something that will help um, someone get saved from the wrath of God. I have someone, I have something to help someone spend eternity with the creator, with the one who died for me. I want someone else to experience that same love. So the second part of what do we do after we have received the understanding of the gospel is to share it with a friend who hasn't uh, received that same understanding, who doesn't believe quite yet in the gospel. We see this aspect in Matthew 28, 17 through 20. If your Bible's out, if you want to read it on your phone, Bible app, or if you just want to read it on the screen, this is going to be kind of the passage where we're setting up this short lesson before we move into something practical and hopefully more fun um, towards the end. But So Matthew 28, 17 through 20 says this, And when they saw him, they worshipped, but some doubted. Then Jesus came near to them. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I've commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Now, Jesus is telling his disciples this after he has resurrected, spent time with them, and he's about to go ascend back into heaven to be with God the Father. And this is his last words, according to Matthew, to his disciples. Matthew ends with this. The whole book of Matthew ends with this. And Jesus came to them and said, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth, and now I'm giving it to you. Go, therefore, make disciples of all nations. And that go is standing for, like, as you go. So, if you are a Christian, you believe in the gospel, you have an understanding of the gospel, God commands us to, as we go, as we go to school, as we go to youth group, as we go out with our family, as we are in within our family context, because some of us may have siblings that don't know the gospel or don't understand the gospel fully. As you live your life, if those are around you who don't know the gospel, it says, make disciples as you go. Find ways to share the gospel with those around you. Find ways to point them to Jesus while you're in school, while you're at home. The challenge for all of us to make disciples, to explain the gospel to them. That word make disciples means to make followers of Jesus. So how you do that? You have to share that with them. You have to relay the knowledge that you know to those around you. And then you befriend them if you haven't already, and you share with them not only the gospel, but then you walk alongside of them and grow and mature with them and help them and mentor them in that way. And we're, everybody kind of get those basic points. So how, how would you evangelize? That, that's a big word to say, I'm sharing the gospel to a friend. I'm evangelizing. That's what that means. Does anybody have, what's the first step you think that would, would go towards sharing the gospel with someone? No? Has anybody ever shared the gospel with someone else? A couple of us? Yeah? A few of us? What's the first step? You have to talk to them, right? Yes? <laughs> it's, you have to communicate to them, right? 
You have to reach out. You have to make the first move, right? So some tips to help you with this before we practice it is you make a connection. You say, hi. Hi, my name is so-and-so. What's your name? How are you? Somehow you find out a connection of like, hey, what do you do for fun? You try to relate. And if, when, if you find something that is going on in their life or um, something that they're struggling with, help them point them to Jesus. And if things are going well for them, be like, hey, praise the Lord. Hey, have you, like, I just, can I ask God to bless you even more? Pray with them. A good question that I've um, asked a lot of people is like, hey, how can I ask God to bless you? And then you pray for them. Whether you know or not that they're a believer, you pray for them. What a great way to introduce them to God by like, hey, how can I bless you today? I just want to pray for you. And if something's going on in their life, if they're having a hard time, maybe one of their family members is sick, maybe they're sick, maybe they hadn't they didn't do well on their last test and they're kind of down, you know? Does anybody know anybody who's ever, like, failed a test? One of your friends didn't do so well? Maybe in that moment you come alongside of them and be like, hey, I'm so sorry, like, how are you feeling about this? Can I pray for you? Can I show you someone who helps you in those moments? Someone that you can rely on when you feel weak? Can I, can I tell you about Jesus? Can I tell you about the person that I know who loves me so much, even when I do fail a test? Can I give you some encouragement in that? So what we're going to do is that's a very short snippet because for the next couple minutes, we're going to do an activity called the three-minute bus ride. So... How this is going to work, and how I came about it. So I had to do this when I went on a mission trip to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We did this drill at a sports mission trip because it's called a three-minute bus ride because if you live in the city, which I know, we're in Eureka, in the middle of a cornfield, farthest away thing from a city. But if you live in a big city like Chicago or Baton Rouge or Peoria is a big city, yeah, if you take public transit anywhere. It's like the bus, or if you're in Chicago, you take like the CTA, the train around, if you've ever been in Chicago. They say the average time that you have with someone else that you sit by is three minutes. So how can you point them to Christ? How can you sow a seed of the gospel, and how can you influence them in a gospel-minded way in three minutes? Sounds pretty difficult, right? Remember the gospel video that we showed at the beginning of the series? He explained the gospel in, in five minutes. But now we have to somehow get to the gospel or even just get to Jesus or have somewhat of a Jesus conversation in three minutes. Hey, pay attention. We're going to do this with four people sitting up here. Leaders will demonstrate it first. Don't worry. We'll, we'll kind of go through it. So what happens is we'll have one person that's the saved person, the Christian person, then you have three sinners around them, and then I will give you a scenario for each quote-unquote sinner, unsaved person, and the saved person has to ask them questions 
and in three minutes point them to Jesus somehow, some way. Could be simple as ending with a prayer, just praying for them quick. It's going to be kind of nerve-wracking because if we're all being honest, sharing the gospel is kind of nerve-wracking, right? It's kind of scary. And this is why we practice, to get more comfortable with it. Because this is what we are commanded to do. This is the thing that Jesus commands us to do. Because we don't want to be that selfish person, right? Holding the, the knowledge of eternal life, we don't want to be that person to just hold it in and not, and not share it. So, this is going to be fun. It's going to be entertaining. And it's going to be awkward. But you know what? That's going to be okay. So, if I could have the leaders come up. So I need Mike, I need Mr. Hantak, I need Amber. So right on the bus, things going, you start it. There you go, thank you. Hi, what's your name? Oh, I'm Kent. Tom, nice to meet you, I'm Kent. How are you doing, Tom? Uh, not really, no? I'm sorry to hear that. Can I, am I okay to ask why? Um, it's COVID related. Mm. Which I know it's kind of everybody, but. Sure. Yeah. Was it like some family member or personally or, or is that too yeah, personal? Yeah. Um, I had an elder sick during COVID. Yeah. I'm really sorry. Can I, can I pray for them? What's their name? Uh, Richard. Richard. Can I, is it okay if I pray for them right now? Do you mind if I pray for them? Well, I mean, they already talked about it. Oh, can I pray for your family? Okay, let's pray. Father God, I just pray for um, Mr. Hans, uh, Tom and his family. God, I just pray that you would comfort them in this time of loss um, and from Richard uh, dying from COVID. God, I just pray that um, through all the seriousness that people who joke about COVID, God, I pray that they would take this seriously and that um, the, the Hantak family would feel comforted um, over their loss. God, I pray that you would help him be aware of who you are in your presence. God, I pray that you make him aware of your love for him, even in this hard time. God, we love you. We serve you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. How long was that? One minute and 30 seconds. Granted, Mr. Hantak was very willing and didn't put up with, no, you can't pray for me. Something hard, something that was uh, burdensome, private, Hey, can I pray for you? And then you notice in the prayer, it's exposing truths about God of, hey, God, please expose your love to this person. Because you love him. You can share the gospel in a prayer when you're praying for someone in a tough situation. Minute 30 seconds. I had a, granted, did I explain the whole gospel? G-O-S-P-E-L. I didn't go through everything, but did I point Tom to Jesus in that moment of hurt and need. There was a seed planted. Did you see that? Minute 30 seconds. Okay. If we do that to the people in our lives, in our world, that are hurting around us, because everyone's got issues, everyone's got something that is hurting, right? Because you don't live in a perfect world, right? And you can be there to pray for them, comfort them, show them Jesus in that. I think you'd be amazed to see how many people you can affect and how many people you can share the gospel with. Another great way, if, if that scares you, I mean, I still encourage you to pray with them, talk to people that you know, but also invite them to hype and things like this. 
take some invite cards. If you know people that you're friends with that don't go to a youth group, take some invite cards back there and invite them to come to Hype. This is a place that they'll hear the gospel and, and hear teachings about Jesus and how to be in a right relationship with God. So that's another easy step is just to take an invite card and be like, hey, friends, will you come to Hype with me this next Sunday? It's a fun time. Okay? Thank you for your participation, leaders and students. I hope that you found this to be a little bit more entertaining, kind of fun, yeah? Maybe to watch some people be totally embarrassed, yeah? Okay, to end tonight, to kind of end, um, we're, we're still going to have a, a series, uh, what is the gospel lesson next week? We're going to have Eric and Bree Johnson, Josie's parents, we're going to have them come to a testimony night next Sunday night. So make sure you come back for that. That'll be part, that will end our What is the Gospel series. But tonight is our ending of our teaching, kind of, and, and our um, lessons of me teaching you to end this. I really want to sing a song. I have a song picked out on YouTube, and it will play. And I really want us to stand. I really want us to worship. I really want us to really worship be in awe of who God is and what he's done for you and what he's done for me and how he loves you. And I just want to sing this song quick. So if you would stand up, we'll sing the song and then we'll go into small groups, okay? God, I just thank you for tonight. God, and you are worthy. You're worthy of all our praise. You're worthy of all of our lives, all of our hearts. God, you alone are worthy. God, I pray that we would live our lives and with such an attitude that we would serve you in a way that we share the gospel with those around us. God, I pray that we would take this seriously, that, God, this is a serious matter. It's a matter of life, eternal life, or eternal death. God, I pray that we would praise you as we go out through tonight. God, that we would love you deeper, that we would desire to grow closer to you. And in that, God, I pray that we would share the love that you've shown us. We would share that with others. That we wouldn't be afraid, God, that we would trust in you to give us boldness and strength to our friends, to our siblings, to our relatives who don't know you. God, I pray that you would give us opportunities, leaders, students. Pray that you would give us all opportunities to share your love to others. God, we love you. We serve you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.